radio and TV, entertainment, AM, FM, podcast show, with Yolanda Nolly. Radio and TV, entertainment, AM, FM, podcast show. Yolanda Nolly. Hey, this is Yolanda Nolly, uh, your host for Radio and TV Entertainment, AMFM, with my celebrity co-host, Comedian Superbox. Mike Larry, what's going on? <laughs> Detroit in the building, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm so happy to be out here, man, with y'all, man. Y'all blowing up, man. We loving the station, man. Yeah, <laughs> great reviews about y'all. Y'all doing y'all thing. Yeah. Oh, y'all hear it? Over there in Detroit. Uh-oh. <laughs> we got to raise the roof on that. <laughs> we got to raise the roof. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't do it without you. Y'all you couldn't do it, it, man. No. Y'all doing it, man. They, they, they better jump on and start following y'all, man, before it be too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, we're doing a lot of big things and we just want everybody to be happy and we want to bring all the good people on, such as yourself. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. What's I, real, man? Talk to me, y'all. Talk to me. What's that? Look, I'm a fan. I'm a big, when I saw your videos, when I, when I look at, every time I see your videos, I'm like, I just become the ultimate fan. <laughs> you know, looking at your oh, videos. Oh, that's what's up. You know? <laughs> I saw what you, you were talking about the, how black people talk, you know, how white people talk to their pets versus black people. I just started dying. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a big difference. White people are like, hey, hey, buddies, how are you? Black people are like, man, wait, shut your butt down. Go down there. We don't play. Black people don't play with their pets, man. Dog use the bathroom on the house. Oh, they kicking that dog straight outside, huh? <laughs> then they tell the kids, hey, hey, look here. Don't nobody else let that dog back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's still true. You are so funny. You know, you like, oh, did you do that? You go in the corner. <laughs> man, you go in the corner, man. We'll sit that dog outside, don't even feed him. The dog be like, man, I'm just going to run away. I don't even want to be here no more. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Larry, I just, just want to ask you a question. Yo, what you got going on this year? Man, I got a great movie, man, that I'm in. It's called Birthday Behavior. It's going to be at the theaters April 6th. That's getting my plane ticket man. now. I'm coming to Detroit. That's right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, so I got the VIP for y'all. Y'all already know. And you know, I worked on stage with you a couple of times, and I know you a beast. You are. Oh, man, man. Hey, same with you, brother. Same with you, man. Hey, I know you an animal out there, man. Nobody gets the hype like my man. Superfly. Comedian Superfly. Hey, that's my celebrity co-host. <laughs> Look, we got to share him. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to share yeah. him. <laughs> hey. Detroit loves Superfly, man. You know, Detroit loves Superfly. You know, yeah. he have you rolling. <laughs> that's for sure. 
And it's a, you know, his motto is keep it real. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. That's his favorite little thing right there. Got he keep it real. He, with the women and everything, he don't play no games. <laughs> <laughs> with the women. Hey. But he's going to settle down, though, so the women got to step off. Because he's going to settle down. Yeah, you're right. You're there. He's still dressed like he ain't, though. He always keep a little, he <laughs> has some head to toe. He still dressed like he's trying to get him now, you know. I always dress. You know, I always got to dress good, brother. But you know, man, I got a beautiful fiance, Susie wife, and she dressed real good, too. She, hey, that's what's up. She matched you. They, see, that's what women don't know, man. See, women be talking about, I can't find a man, and be all out here in the grocery store with a do-rag on their head, and flip-flop, someone you can't find a man. You better come out here and dress like you're trying to find a man. And so preach! like you're taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm talking to the baby. That is right so true. I'm talking. The t- Ooh. Maybe tell it like it is. Spilling that tea. <laughs> yeah. Spilling that tea. Spilling that tea. That is so true. You know, I mean, women got to get out there and recognize, like, look, you know, shoot, I'm finna step out. Yeah. Let me get the right hair weed, the, the, the match the right outfit, and my nails to match yeah. the colors of my dress, whatever I'm wearing. I'm going to get me, man. <laughs> you know? And then, see, because, see, the Bible say, the Bible say, that's right. I agree with that. that and is you so know true. the problem, the, the good thing is my woman is Guyanese. She writes from Guyana, straight from the pickings of the roots. Mm. Oh man, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm flying out there for Christmas for two weeks. Um, her, her grandma is such a beautiful. Her grandma is a good woman. I mean, they just good, good women. She a homebound woman too. She does oh, good hair. Up. Yeah, yeah, amen, man. That's what's up. And I saw your family too, man. I, I see your family. You doing good too? Oh yeah, man. I'm happy. I'll tell you this, Mike. I'm happy that you got a sister. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, man. It's nothing like a sister. Yeah, bro. I, I like a chocolate like me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother. That's what I'm talking about. He likes the queens. He likes beautiful, dark-skinned queens. That so respected. Like mm. My wife look like she's from the islands almost, you know? Ooh. Dignified. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, dignified queen. Mm. Yeah. You know? So, so, my, so, Mike Larry, I did some, you know, I like to do my research and everything. I see that, uh, you know, you do a lot of church venues. Oh. Is that right? Yeah, I do a lot of church shows as well. I just had to find my lane. You know, I think with any entertainer, they need to find where they fit at. You got to find where you fit and where can you be, what area can you be great in mastering. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I found that that area was my area. You know, I'm living my real life. This is my everyday thing. The struggles with being a Christian and the struggles with trying to live right, like this is just me, you know, and it's easier for me to talk about that, you know? Absolutely, you know. So, like, because there's so much struggle in entertainment, you know, for finding yourself as a Christian in entertainment. How do you do that? Like I say, I, I know that I don't try and be perfect. You know, I know I'm like I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall short, like we all do. You know, I don't practice it or plan on it, but you know, it happens. But the main thing is just being genuine and letting your light shine, letting the God in me shine. You know, people who come in contact with me, they're able to see the, the God. In you know, like, oh man, you know, and they better see the, the real, you know, I'm not perfect, far from it, you know. So, like, you feel comfortable, like, yeah. right before you performance yeah. that you pray, 
Can you like play before every performance that you go on stage? Yeah, I've been doing that since I started. Even when I was a dirty comedian, you know, I was doing the same thing. And what people don't understand is, you know, I'm just a clean comic. I'm not a Christian comic, I'm not a gospel comic. I just choose not to, not to curse, but as Superboss can tell you, I had one of the hardest rooms in America. I was hosting that for six years. It's called yeah. Mandy's for them. Ooh, you look like Apollo. Oh, ooh, yeah, Apollo, oh. tough. You look like Apollo? Ooh. No, he's right. Mm. It was a tough move. Wow. I just think that me choosing this lane and as far as not cursing, it, it challenges me to to be more creative and to be a better writer. And, you know what I'm saying? And, and it challenges me to, to come up with alternative words, you know? And I did see that you, you know, upon being a, a comedian, you are also an actor and a writer. How'd you get involved in, in the acting and the writing part? I wrote my own sitcom. I wrote my sitcom. And it was really based upon my life and my, and just having custody of my kids. I don't know, so I told you I had custody of my kids for 11 years. My, me and my wife, my ex-wife had separated and she left me with my four-year-old and my nine-year-old. Now my nine-year-old was 21 and my, and the four-year-old is about to be 18, you know? So that's what we, sorry about that, Miss Yolanda. That's, no. that's what we have in common. You know, we both single daddy. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we should always get, you know, like I was telling you in London, we talking for that so get my head goes out. Absolutely. Yes. Get raised them. Not too many people. myself, so much respect for that. Definitely, man. I started the organization called the 100% Real Fathers, and, and what we do is just a leaning shoulder for single fathers, because it's a bunch of us out here that, that's really real dads. And also a ear for for kids that don't have fathers and don't have a role model in their life. You know what I mean? And so we go to different shelters and covenant houses and stuff like that. And we mentor the kids and do like after workshops and stuff like that. And in the summer we put on like a fun event for them with the hot dogs. Just being a part in their life, you know, trying to give them something that they can look up to that's positive, you know? Now, oh, that's, that's good. That's wonderful. I love that. You know, it's sort of like a fatherhood plan, kind of like parenting, but you're really out there in the community and you, you know, you give them a chance to be a, a part of arts and the, the drama and the arts. But, you know, you also give them a little bit of a chance to, you know, find what's funny in their life and situations so they can cope with it. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Perfectly said. You know, we just need more fathers like you, you know, like you and comedian Super Fox out there, Mike Larry. And I think that's kind of, was that the basis of your sitcom, uh, Just Us? That was, I love that. Yeah, I love yep, the sitcom. Yep, yep, yep. The basis of it, and it's pretty much true. Like, the premise of the sitcom itself was called School Uniforms, and that's one of my jokes. I just implemented it inside the sitcom and made it kind of revolve around it. And the guy, I played my father as well, and my father kind of was in and out of my crib, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, it's hilarious. Larry. Mike Larry. Oh. Mike Larry. Yes. I just want to ask you how long have you been doing comedy? How long what now? How long have you been doing comedy and when did you start? I've been doing comedy probably about uh, 12 years, man. I started in 06. Guy who I was working with was doing comedy kind of convinced me to come out and do it. Well, you know, we both was funny at work, and 
kind of convinced me to come on and do it. And I tried it. I haven't stopped since, you know? Oh, wow. That's what I'm talking Both about. Years. That's what I'm talking about. You know, Child yeah. boy, I was telling Yolanda, Mike Larry, yeah. I was telling um, Yolanda, I said, <laughs> um, can you tell Yolanda how does it feel when you control the whole room? Wow. So, I'd love to know more. Oh, man. That's, yeah. It's made different, you know what I'm saying? And, and especially when you have them in the palm of your hand and they're really listening and they're holding on to every word that you're kind of saying. And, Jokes is funny, and they rolling with the whole story. Man, it's amazing, man, because it's really, I just know it's from God, because how can I have somebody to listen to my story of my life? Like, who am I? You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that is. You get them involved in your story. It's kind of like similar to, like, Bill Cosby. And I actually saw that video of you. I think it was the Bill Cosby yeah. verdict. <laughs> funny. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was sort of a uh, Bill Cosby style, though. You know, he would tell comedy, and I love all... I used to listen to a lot of his commentary, you know, not him, you know, on television or, or TV, but I would listen to his uh, commentary, and he would tell a story. You know, he would tell a story like Fat Albert, and he'd tell about, you know, he'd just give you into that story, and you'd just laugh, and you just like, you knew it was just funny. Yeah. Exactly. Is that... I said, yeah, I said, he's one of my favorite comics, too. Um... Was that the muse for that particular video that you did of him, like the verdict, and you said you took the pills out and you had somebody doing Stevie Wonder? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You seen that? Oh, okay. You talking about the kid? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was good. You know how funny you are and how good. And just think about it. Started Mike Larry six years ago, right? Twelve. Uh, 12, 12 years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, 12 years ago. So 12 years ago, you imagine all that, that you accomplished in 12 years. And you did more stuff than a lot of people do in their whole career. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you're talking about. Now, did you wake up on I want to ask you a question. You just wake up every morning saying, I got to hustle. I do it like a job, man. Like, I'll say if I'm going to spend... If I go to a job and spend nine hours, eight hours in a job, why won't I spend that much time on myself or more? You know what I'm saying? To, to yeah. prepare my dream. We'll give it to the white man or, mm-hmm. or to somebody else over our head. We'll go. I didn't watch my, my mom die for different, you know, for a Walmart, for a home depot, or, you know what I mean? Why would you put all that energy into yourself? That's mm. yeah. yeah, that's true. I just something to think about, you know. This is something to think about. So it seems like you're like the triple threat of comedy. You know, you're a comedian, you're an actor, and you're a writer. Have you written other material for other comedians as well? Yeah, I have a few other comics with different jokes or something like that. We might have a what we call a writing session and kind of you know together some material for each other or something. But or I might help a newer comic develop you know some stuff, some ideas that they got. But as of uh, anything else other than the sitcom, and I got like a movie I wrote too. We just haven't filmed it yet, but yeah, I got a few little things in the in the gun holster. Oh, we gotta be ready for this one. We gotta be ready for it. I, I know I'm ready for it. <laughs> that is a lot to consider. I mean, it's gotta be hard, you know, trying to find the right material. How do you know that you got a winner when you're writing the material? Uh, well, you really don't know until you put it on stage. 
mean, I can feel like it's super funny with them when I get out there and put it in front of the audience. Yeah, let you know. And the one thing about material, and I know Superfox can tell you, is when you're doing it in front of one audience, you probably want to try that material about three or four more times just to make sure. Because it could be oh, yeah, that particular audience didn't feel it. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. And once you realize that they feel it, then you want to keep trying that material everywhere you go. You want to work it and work it and work it until you get it right. It's like That's you right. first learn how to make pancakes. You ain't going to make it one time and then say, I ain't never doing it no more. I'm going to move over. I'm moving on to something else. You're going to say, no, I'm going to keep trying to do it so I can get it really good. I can really get the batter whipped up. And I can really, you see what I'm saying? Well, That's this, right. That makes sense. I like what you said because it's kind of like public speaking. You know, you never know. Sometimes you got to fine tune things here and there a little bit. It could be that the audience didn't feel certain parts and it didn't complete itself. But then, you know, you tried a couple more times and you're like, you know what? I guess I got the perfect potion. <laughs> the perfect exactly. chemistry. Exactly. Exactly. You ain't gonna make the perfect macaroni and cheese the first time you make it. Might be all right. Yeah, you're right about that. You are very right. I mean, you know, I can see that, you know, with this type of industry, have you traveled outside of Detroit as well? Doing what you do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been some everywhere. I've been in Las Vegas, New York, Atlanta, Philly, Miami. I've been some everywhere. I've been some everywhere, but... As I said before, you know, I had custody of the kids, so I really couldn't do too much moving. And so this is the last child right here that's going really youngest when she graduated. And she's actually moving to Miami to go to school with a in Miami Dade. Really? Oh, wow. That is an amazing school. That's very good. I can only see it because, you know, I live out in Florida. <laughs> you know, all right, resign. Okay, no problem. Uh-huh. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's what she has uh-huh. for probably about a year or two and then she transfer over to a big university. You know, she played basketball, so. Oh, wow. Oh, so she's an athlete. Yeah, she's going there on the scholarship. Oh, amazing. Did you teach her everything she knows? Every little, every drop. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so what is it like, you know, having custody of your kids as you do, as a great father you are? Well, the first couple years, it was kind of rough, but, you know, I found found my, my helpmate which is my wife. We, she has four kids. I have two. So it was like the Brady Bunch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Brady Bunch. <laughs> the African version. There's a story. Of a man yeah. named Brady. Moving on up. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It's- we are happy that you all. We anticipated because, I mean, to have a comedian that is a, to do what you do, you're versed in the community, you're an amazing father. One of your children is going to Miami Dade College out in Florida. How does that feel? Oh, man, it feels amazing. It's something that I, I, it was hard to see in the beginning, you know, and to just watch her cry. Like, I'm probably going to have crocodile tears in my eyes, man, because of. Mm-hmm where it all started from, you know? And just to watch her walk across the stage. And I got six total kids, you know what I mean? I don't look at the other four as stepkids. They're my kids. And blood or not, I'm still the father. And so, I'm just proud of all of them, you know? And I just just really just been moving, moving in our lives. You know, I feel the same way like, I like you, Mike, Larry. Next month, I'm going to see my daughter graduate from the National Guard. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you told me that, man. Congratulations. 
Yeah, man, I'm flying out. Thank you. Yeah, I'm flying out here. And all the work I put into it is well worth it. And you know, we will both do it again just to see her. That's what's up, man. Yeah. And she going to be coming with me to Las Vegas. Oh, oh that's what's up, man. Yeah. And she going to go to college. You want to be a nurse practitioner. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I met your daughter, too, man. She was helping. Yeah. You met my daughter. Yeah, he met my daughter because he came out to the show. I brought him out here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I didn't know you went to Pennsylvania to, to see one of your shows. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Super Park's one of the biggest shows in Pennsylvania. He's known and all through that little area. And so he brought some Detroit comedians there, and we came out and had a ball. Yeah. And, and we just, we big audience. We all did what we supposed to do. I had a ball. He had all my money. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His only business is business. You gotta do it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great guy, great guy. Yeah, they had, we made sure they ate, drink. They had a good time. Get your own private table. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. They had fun. That's how it goes, man. I got to get back in here. On this mic, man, I appreciate it. you know y'all having me on air with y'all. I look forward, maybe we can do it again soon. We love it, yeah. you know. And guess what? You know what? We like you so much. We put you on the cover of the oh, second edition man. of the magazine. Oh man, that's what's up. Oh yeah, yeah. You got your spot. <laughs> we had to be. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. We love to get you a, a hard copy out there for you. That'll be like a tear sheet, like a model. <laughs> You're a model. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. Mike, Larry, we about to get on stage again. Yeah, I'm about to get on there real quick, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. We appreciate yeah, you coming on. We set it back up again. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and everything going to be taken care of. We appreciate you 100%. And we hope nothing but success in your career. Amen. And, Same and, to y'all, man. And many more. Yeah. Hey. We love to have you coming out again and, and keep us up to date and everything that's going on with you. Hey, this is Radio uh, and T. <laughs> Absolutely, sir. <laughs> no doubt. All right, please. Y'all be cool. All right, you, now. Love you, Mike Larry. Uh, this is Radio and TV, AM Entertainment, AM, FM, Yolanda Nolan, your host and comedian, Super Fox, our that's celebrity right. co-host. Amen, Mr. Larry. We got to have you hey. back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. You know what? That was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. Mike Berry's amazing. A triple yeah. threat in comedy. A triple threat. Yep. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Good guy. I mean, just to, to hear that he take care of his family. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He took care of the two kids. Now one of them going to college. There's um, a lot of good daddies out there. They are. And, you know, for him to kind of, you know, get the Brady Bunch together and have a whole and come together with two parts to make a whole family. There's a lot to be said about that as well. Yeah. You know, indeed. You gotta respect that. You gotta respect it. You know, I gotta agree with you, Comedian Super Fox. We gotta honor a lot of parents out there that, you know, are either single parents or have, or made a holy union with, you know, a two-part family to make a whole family and still doing it in entertainment and uplifting God while they're in, uh, you know, what yeah. they're doing, you know, especially in comedy. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. I think it's a beautiful thing. 
It is, you know. I gotta commend you for being a father, being an amazing father too. You know, your daughter's in the Coast Guard, you know, going to the amazing college soon after, thereafter that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, it's just a beautiful thing that when we see our kids progress and become something, you know what I'm saying? It's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I gotta say, if we could have a father of the year every day, we shouldn't have a father's day only. We have a, honor, a day to honor fathers out there. Yeah. A day to honor them always and hmm? to respect. Because I always say it's not everybody look at the sex, it's the person. Yes. Absolutely. You know, it is a person. You know, to just, you know, set aside time because when you're it's not just being a parent, it's being that guardian that was already set for, you know, in place to make that, you know, to make sure the child feels like they have a guardian that cares in their life. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, to give them, you know, the love and affection that they need. Not only just the love and affection, but making sure that giving them, you know, the advice that they need, especially men. That's why men are so important in a, in a child's life, too, as much as the mother. A mother is more, it's there for, you know, definitely the nurturing part and to lead and be and uphold the law. But a father gives them that sense of, you know, knowing that they are always there and protected as well. You know, and which is, I know that's what you do, Community Super Fox, <laughs> with yeah. your daughter. Yeah, protect it to the fullest. And you that's know. what we need to do. <laughs> and they need to know that they're being protected. Yeah. And it's just a matter, even if they're, you know, if it's, uh, you know, dating, because I know dating that, oh my gosh, when they start the date or they want to start the date, <laughs> you know, then that's when you yeah. really have to step in and show that you're really stepping into your role then. <laughs> oh, yeah. That role ain't hard for me. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we had that conversation. <laughs> There's always um, people that want to take advantage of a, a small young mind, but that's why you're there. You know, absolutely. To make, sure, to make sure they're respected and treated like they're supposed to be treated. And I think it's a good thing, you know, with fathers, you know, especially fathers that have daughters, because you can always give them even deeper insight about dating as well, you know, especially yeah. in this day and age, you know, well, or what to look out for, red flags. <laughs> You know, yeah. if he starts uh, talking, you know, because sometimes, you know, when they're young, when their mind is young, they think that love is at first sight. And, they look too, and I'm thinking, you're looking at too many movies. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't work like that. You know, but if I would step in there and say, you know, you need to get to know each other first. You know, yeah. that right. I'm pretty sure you had conversations like that with your amazing daughter. Oh, uh, I, Community I, Super I, I have conversations like that all the time. <laughs> all the time with her. Just to make sure she realized that, you know, just because somebody's smiling your face don't mean that they got the right intention. That's true. There's a lot of nice people out there, but matters is that, you know, you get to know them. You know, they tend to, it grows on, you know, upon them that they, they gradually understand that it takes years. It, you know, it, it doesn't take a couple of days or that moment when you first meet them. Because you really, you're meeting their, you're kind of meeting their representative. <laughs> you're not really meeting them. It yeah. takes about a couple of years. Yeah. Takes a couple of years to realize, you know, is this the right person or are you just playing a game? Right, absolutely. You know, and it's for, it's for your protection. Definitely, definitely. You know, you, you got to give it a chance to see, you know, not just the conversation that you have because any, you can see a lot of things in the conversation. It may not be, and some of it may not be as meaningful to them as it is to the other person that they're dating. That's could, right. You know, it could be just, you know, they're just saying it because that that's what you like. <laughs> you like to hear, you know, 
but that's always the case, you know. Sometimes it takes you kind of got to look at the behavior too. But you can't pick up on behaviors if you're just thinking about how they look, <laughs> you know, how they look on first sight. You know, then you're not really looking at details. You're looking at, you know, what it looks like instead of the details. And, and you don't find out the details until, you know, after you had a chance to kind of work through the first day, at least the first two or three days, you know? Yeah, the first two, three days. Yeah. You know, I always say this as um, parents, we go through a whole lot as parents. And as parents, and we stay focused and we show the love that we pose to show to our kids, they will be more than successful. They become something that, you know, not only in the world as kids, but they'll be here to help uh, donate or uh, give back to this the earth we live in. Because, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people in this world that does ungodly bad things. Mm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So we need to, as parents, to instill and our kids to become successful, to give back to the community, to give back to the world. Because one person can make a lot of changes in this world. You know, that is so true. You know, one person that was led right by a parent, by a parent that cared enough. You know. Yeah. Just think about Obama. Obama is one person. When he was little, I bet you when he was a kid, he never thought he was going to be the president of the whole entire United States of America. Wow. That but that one person made a difference. One person. That's all it takes. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. If that's all you have, sometimes that's all it takes. One good person yep. that's telling you the right way, that's leading you down the right path, the right road. You know, that's right. It's teaching you the right way to think about life and what to do with that's life. That's right. You know, that's why we had our president. We had the presidents that we've had, whether good or bad. You know, it's the direction you lead them into while they're young. Because, you know, they always say, like, you have to train them. You know, you can't train a tree that's already grown. You got to train it while it's young. <laughs> you know? um, that's right. You got to kind of nurture it while it's young. So when it grows up to that full, you know, the full, fully grown tree, it already knows what to do. You know, because it's already been nurtured while it was young. That's totally right. That is totally right. And just to go to see that I'm not the only person who took care of a kid, he raised two girls. Didn't he Mike, say? Yeah, Mike Larry did say that. You know, he did say that. You know, that he raised two girls and one of them already, you know, is now ready to go off to college. And I know he said crocodile tears, but he's going to cry real tears because <laughs> yeah. he's going he's gonna to miss her. But I know she's going, you know, but he knows that he's training right. And taught her everything she knows, you know, including basketball, you know? Yeah. And she got a scholarship. A scholarship. Yeah, a scholarship to, to college to play basketball. You think, yeah, he was there. He met my daughter. He met my daughter when she was taking the money. He mentioned that. And, uh, you know, he really was excited to hear that she's going to the Coast Guard, that she's in the Coast yeah. Guard, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right in the National Guard. That's honorable. That's so honorable. You see how he also realized that I took care of him. He got paid. He got food. He was treated nice. I like to see, you know, comedians, you know, it's good to hear comedians working together. Like, even though it's like you don't have a full association like that, kind of like after, you know, sad after, but still, it, it doesn't matter because you're looking after one another, um, you know, in the realm of comedy. 
and making sure that it's always going to have somewhere to go to perform for others that really like to laugh, that really like to enjoy the medicine of good laughter. That's true. That is so true. You know, that is so true. This is what I liked about, you know, Michael Larry, and I love the connection between the two of you. I, think, I guess we can agree about that, right, comedian and Super Fox? That's right. That is 100% right. There's some comedians that you can get and talk to, and we become family, and we have each other bite. And there's other comedians that you just want to stay away from. <laughs> you got this. You're like, okay, we don't know about this. We don't know this spirit. <laughs> so we're going to go. Yeah. You know, we're going to keep it over here. You know, keep it up. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for it. We're going to. Us comedians over yeah. here, we're going to pray for it. <laughs> you know, get some holy water. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. a couple of marriages. That's exactly how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to be that type of person in this business. You know, know what I'm saying? I... You should, be... should want to be, you want in this business, you want you should want to be giving, respectful, and showing any kind of respect to anybody. Because, like you say, this entertainment business, we all trying to make people feel good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I love it when the last interview we had with Catnip, you know, the somebody promoter out there in Detroit. And I love what he's, you know, I love what he was about too. That he said that, hey, you know, he dedicated half of it, you know, 20 years to the Lions Club, you know, giving the gift of laughter for the blind and for those who had disabilities and helped them to heal through laughter. That's right. I mean, I'm going to tell you, laughter is the key to everything. And I've told you many a times, you ever laugh so hard when you hurt, you don't want to laugh no more because you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all had those times, but I know I had my time. <laughs> Laughing up until my side hurt. <laughs> until I had tears coming up my eyes. Your stomach. You'd be like, I can't take no more. <laughs> but you know what? It's the kind of, I can't take no more, but I'm coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, I love the fact because you have to be kind of a multitasker. And I like the fact that he comes up with materials, you know, for other comedians that's coming up. I like that's I right. love that. You know? That's right. You know, because he wants that's to right. see him do well. That's, and that's the best thing. And also, I like that he prays before he performs. I had to take my hats off to him. You know, yeah, because, you know, I ain't never prayed before. But, like, I prayed before I ate. You know what I'm saying? You see that? Thank you, Lord, for this food. <laughs> grub, I grub, thank you for the grub. <laughs> I'm about to tear this food up. <laughs> I'm about to clean this plate. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a super box. You know and what? Thank you, Lord, because I'm going to lick the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after that, we out. We out. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Hey, hey, look, look, this comedian Super Fox, my celebrity co-host, he's amazing. You got to give it up for him. And, of course, it's your girl, Yolanda Nolly, uh, the host of Radio and TV, Entertainment AM FM. You know what? We out. <laughs> Radio and TV, Entertainment AM FM, podcast show. Yolanda Nolly. Nolly, Nolly.
Are you a talent trying to make it in the world of entertainment? The way to do that is through social media. But how? With the ebook, How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide, from author Yolanda Nolly. This incredible book will teach you how to brand yourself and how to earn profits using social media and other entertainment media platforms. The entertainment agencies will be offering you high-paying jobs. How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide. Order your copy today on Amazon and everywhere else. Are you a talent who wants to learn how to make it in the world of entertainment? Yolanda Nolly, author of How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide, is conducting an entertainment workshop in Maitland, Florida, January 29th. There'll be guest entertainment and industry speakers. For information, email Yolanda at radiotvtalentsearchmgt at gmail.com and learn how to become a star. Tickets start at just $10. radiotvtalentsearchmgt at gmail.com. Radio and TV, entertainment, AM, FM, podcast show, with Yolanda Nolly. Are you a talent trying to make it in the world of entertainment? The way to do that is through social media. But how? With the ebook, How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide, from author Yolanda Nolly. This incredible book will teach you how to brand yourself and how to earn profits using social media and other entertainment media platforms. The entertainment agencies will be offering you high-paying jobs. How to Profit in Entertainment, Social Media Guide. Order your copy today on Amazon and everywhere else. Chapter 1. How to Rise to the Top When Everybody There Is Already Think you've got talent? You're not alone. The power of the internet, YouTube, and reality television has created a big pool of famous and not-so-famous people. So how do you rise to the top in your career, especially as an actor or actress in Hollywood, when it seems so crowded above? These three tips will help you make the moves to superstardom and stretch your 15 minutes of fame as a movie star into an hour. Get trained. What separates the actors from the imitators? Their respect for the craft of acting. Before you spend money on headshots, find the best acting, singing, and dancing classes in your area, and invest in your career. The most talented people in the business continually train with acting coaches to prepare for roles. They don't take their gift for granted. It is quite possible to have the innate talent for a particular art, but the successful entertainers who continue to work in the entertainment industry have developed their art over time. Acquire multiple skills. Become a Jack or Jill of all trades. The stars of the future will write, produce, and direct their own projects. Don't get lost by having only one skill that can make you money. Become an actor, director, writer, producer, and even a model. Can't write? Collaborate with a young filmmaker who needs an actor or fresh new face for his or her projects. The top money makers in show business look for ways to increase their market share and find opportunities to promote their multiple skills. You must diversify your talent to stay relevant. Create your own products. 
be a trendsetter? Want to be the next Barry Gordy, Steven Spielberg, Mark Burnett, or Oprah Winfrey? Create an amazing product. Become an expert in your field. But you can't be a trend follower. You must be a trend setter. Don't better the worst product. Better the best. Gordy is a musical genius. Spielberg is a film mastermind. Mark Burnett is the whiz kid of reality TV. Oprah is a successful talk show maven and the new product's best girlfriend. Find a niche, create products, and sell. But the products you create must be phenomenal, not average, not mediocre. Think like the greats. Improve upon their successes. Create amazing products that your audience can't live without. Famous people of the future are increasing their knowledge, creating products, and diversifying their talents. Some of these innovators are stealing the thunder from established stars that are still following the old rules found in the star-making playbook. Use my suggestions to stay ahead of the next group of reality stars and home video masterminds. If not, you might disappear before you even enter the game. Chapter 2 Finding Ways to Make Money Using Your Artistic Whether you have great musical talent, the ability to paint, or have outstanding writing prowess, you may be able to find ways to make money by using your talent. You certainly should use these skills to your advantage and not let them become wasted on just a recreational hobby. Musicians have so many different venues to go out and sell their talent, while a real, serious artist might still be able to sell their work if they can get their work exposed to the public eye. Writers often have a tough time trying to get their work published, but have outlets like short story and freelance opportunities as well to make a buck. While the most common stumbling block for an artist to find ways to make money is often their hardline stance on not wanting to be a sellout and wanting to keep their trade pure, this will often keep the artist very poor until they are dead. The smart ones will get out in the marketplace and try and get their art sold to as many people as they can. Quite a lot of musicians will work as cover bands or do things like weddings and school proms to make a buck, and writers will sell their work writing things they have little interest in just to gain notoriety and bring in the cash as well. This is often the price an artist has to pay before they are established in their venue of choice. If you are someone who has a talent, you may want to start looking for ways to make money from that talent, even if it is a weekend gig just doing kids' birthday parties as a juggling cowboy or singing with a Beatles cover band it will allow you to make some money doing what you are good at and potentially open some doors for you to expand off of that talent. No matter what it is you ultimately want to do with your life, letting your artistic skills find ways to make money for you cannot hurt. You never know how far your talent may take you these days, as the avenues to exposure on a grand scale are more plentiful than they used to be. From YouTube to American Idol, there are many roads to success these days. The best thing you can do is try your hand at as many paths as possible and see where it leads. If it never works out for you, so be it. You can return to your boring 9 to 5 day job and keep singing on the weekends. Chapter 3 How to Make Money from Your Crafts and Art If you are someone who enjoys putting together artistic projects, you can turn this into an opportunity to make extra money online. 
Whether you paint, make jewelry, take photographs, or craft other pieces of artwork together, you can turn this into a money-making activity. People are often willing to pay for different artworks which they enjoy, and as long as your works actually have artistic merit, you will have a good chance at making money from them. There are a few different websites available which can help you sell crafts and other pieces of art that you may have put together. By running searches and looking through some of the listings offered, you may be able to determine which website your pieces will fit into best. Taking the time to do your research will help you make extra money online as you will know the best places to put your talents without wasting your time. Should you start to make extra money online through your art projects, you will only be inspired to spend more time working on them. This will serve two purposes in your life. Not only will you be bringing in some extra cash, which always helps, but you will also be able to spend time doing something that you genuinely love. This goal, which started out simply as a way to make extra money online, will turn into a great chance for you to develop your talents and skills and grow as an artist. It is definitely an opportunity which should be explored by anyone who is serious about developing their talents. Chapter 4. The Right Way to Use YouTube to Promote You When we think of social media, YouTube is not really at the top of the list in the mind of an entrepreneur. It is less about social interaction and more of a good place to go for some distraction. This might be the case, but that doesn't mean it cannot be an integral part of marketing your brand online as an entertainer. What makes YouTube a social site is how easy it is for users to share the content with other people, as well as the ability to leave comments and subscribe to the channels they like. It is another way for a brand to reach its target audience online and grow its reputation as an industry leader. YouTube has the lowest average bounce rate of all the social networks. It is the continuous engagement from users that make it a channel that holds onto attention better than most. People are able to simply watch content instead of scroll and read. Another thing to consider is just how enormous YouTube's reach is. Over 1 billion unique visitors. That is a huge market that is largely untapped by so many businesses today. YouTube is a great channel for brands of all sizes in the entertainment world. Even for bloggers who are eager to grow their readership and build up their personal brand can take advantage of a simple platform by uploading videos. So, as a brand, what should you be doing to get the most of all that YouTube can offer? First, fill out your profile completely. It is the same on every social network. You don't want to leave holes. Make sure that you are giving as much information about yourself as possible. Visitors want to see your info when they click on your profile, so don't leave them disappointed. Then, give your channel a good description. The channel description is like an introduction letter. It lets people know who you are and what they can expect when they watch your videos. This doesn't have to be a great work of literature, simply a brief statement about who you are, what types of videos you will be posting, and how often. Be sure to use your keywords in your description to make your channel easier to find through a user search. Be sure to include links. On your About page, it is always a good idea to include the links to your other social sites, like Twitter and Facebook, plus a direct link to your website or blog. This is a good way to get more people engaging with your brand outside of YouTube and build your fan base. 
Give your page some love. You can personalize your channel art in YouTube by adding a profile picture. Make sure that it is something reflective of your brand by using your logo, colors, and even your own picture. Stay active. You don't want people visiting your page and only finding a few videos that you posted at the dawn of time. Always create new videos to post to your channel. Interact with your followers by responding to any comments that they leave. Send out a thank you when they subscribe. You can see anything being discussed on your channel under the Discussion tab. The more active you are with your channel, the bigger your audience is going to get. It is also a good idea to embed your videos into blog posts, status updates on social media, or on your website. This is a good way for you to add channel subscribers from those who are already following you elsewhere. YouTube is a key part of any marketing strategy. Are you using it for your brand? Nobody ever told you that the road would be tougher 
decided to show up for work, huh? Before you give me some half-baked pitiful excuse like the dog ate my gas pedal, aliens stole my underwear on my personal favorite, you had a gray matter leak in your brain and were waiting for the plumber. Give me one good reason, just one, why I shouldn't give you your walking papers right now. You know, technically, Marge is correct, quack. These fabrications cloak a dormant inbred desire to shrug responsibility and return to infancy uh, with a poopy diaper. With a what? I'm waiting. One good reason, March. I'll give you three. How about this is my office, you're my secretary, and you work for me? Oh, uh, well then good morning, Dr. Quack. <sighs> I'll be in my office. Why do I even put up with her? She harasses the patients, lets the phone ring off the hook, and couldn't type a decent letter at gunpoint. As you colligate these facts, I must admit that was a little drastic. Ah, the gun wasn't loaded anyway. Hey, wait a minute. 
Why am I even talking to you, Zig? You don't exist. You're just a figment in my mind. Fine. I'm here with you day and night to help you with your psychosis. And you treat me like some bad sushi left for months in the bottom of a desk drawer. <sighs> I wondered what that smell was. Thanks. Regardless, I'm the psychiatrist here. Me, Dr. Quack. Doctor, understand? What do you think the DR in front of my name means? Delusional regression, if I took a clinical stab at it. Very funny, Zig. That's your opinion. Excuse me, Mr. Delusional Regression. Your next patient is here. Tell him I need a few minutes. <laughs> I'm smelling the pungent aroma of a soiled diaper again, Quack. Look, I treat imaginary characters, and I can't even get rid of you. Maybe I should just end it all. That's irrational. And I refuse to be the one to add to your own destruction by telling you the gun is under your latest issue of Mallard Girl magazine in your top drawer. Oh, thanks. Maybe. Maybe I'm just tired and hungry. I'm kind of short on money and... I would allocate the funds, but I left them in my other attire. Ah, gotcha! You don't even have the money, because you don't exist! Now, who's the best psychologist? Both of us. Why? I purposely failed to tell you where the bullets were. So, Quack, how long have you had this fixation with self-destruction, when I could easily sell tickets or send you spam emails? <sighs> another day, another psychosis. There are people chosen to lead this world in the human race And people born to follow and taught God's great grace And then there are givers who understand the needs of a fellow man When love rules their hearts and courage takes a stand Humanity linked together hand in hand We are love Depending on God above, we are grace. Understanding the human race, we are faith. Holding on to a brighter day, we are hope. Looking for a better way, we are charity. Looking out for a fellow man. Take what's wrong to make it right Walk through the darkness to the light Following the sun to regain our sight We are love, depending on God above We are grace, understanding the human Holding on to a brighter day We are Looking for a better way Change 
takes a village to raise a family That means it's up to all humanity in this life is up to you and me mentoring our children so they will understand to love one another the best that they can Charity looking out for a fellow man, for a fellow man.